0: Welcome back to Bunny Gymnasium as we get set for Game 2 of our doubleheader here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Our first game is in the books. The Knox College Prairie Fire women remain undefeated in Midwest Conference play at 13-0 with a low-scoring slugfest, 45-38 over the Monmouth College fighting Scots women who fall to 6-8 on the season. Some finals are in from around the Midwest Conference in women's basketball it was Illinois College over Grinnell, 54-43. to 43. So, Illinois College is now a game and a half ahead of the Illinois. or ahead, Illinois College, a game and a half ahead of Monmouth for the fourth and final spot. Cornell is uh, about two games ahead of Monmouth College in the standings. And they play Ripon College tomorrow night, who's in second place. So, the Scots need Rippon to go ahead and beat Cornell, give them a loss to get back down to where the Scots maybe get a chance to sneak into that third or fourth spot. Cornell losing tonight pretty much locks them out at 5-9. and nine. So it's a, about a three-team race for the final two transfer spots in the Midwest Conference for the women. Now we'll turn our attention to the men. A little different scenario for the Monmouth College men. They're sitting in third place in the Midwest Conference at 8-5. and five. They are 12-10 and 10 overall. They are trailing Cornell College in second place by a game and a half. At 9-3, on top of the conference is Illinois College at 11-1, kind of running away from everybody right now. Behind the Scots in the standings is Rippon and Lake Forest. Lake Forest plays tonight against Lawrence University, who's uh, in sixth place. But behind Monmouth College, two teams at 7-5, and five, just a half game back. It is loaded from second all the way down to fifth place in the uh, in the Midwest Conference. Now on the men's side. So a big game for Monmouth tonight. They've already got a win over Knox earlier this season, back on January twenty eighth, the Saturday afternoon that we brought you here on the Curry Communications Sports Network. The Scots got a seven point win, eighty-five to seventy eight. Looking at Knox, six and fifteen overall, eight and four in the or uh, the four and eight in the Midwest Conference under fourth year head coach Ben Davis with the Scots. Scott's Joseph in his twelfth season. With Mammoth already got a 118 wins, uh, getting close to that 120 mark, would like to get 119 tonight over the Knox College Prairie Fire and give themselves a little breathing room heading into their final two ball games, which will be played on the road. And that will be at Ripon and Cornell. Rippon right behind them in the standings, and Cornell right above them. So the Scots could theoretically go three and zero here and maybe get up into that number two spot under uh, under Illinois College and, uh, and uh, get a chance to play Illinois College maybe in the championship. I know talking to Coach Scripps, and you'll hear in the pregame interview here in a minute, it uh, would like to get another shot at Illinois College somewhere down the line. They really put it to the Scots uh, back on January 31st, a little over a week ago, 76-42, to beat the Scots by 34 points. It was definitely like another shot at IC. And to do that, they got to get into the tournament first. And, uh, and, and work from there. I got a chance to talk to head coach Todd Strickson before the ball ballgame uh, this morning uh, over the phone and got a little pregame interview with, with the coach. We'll come back with that Security Savings Bank pregame coaches interview in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Kellogg Printing Pregame Show. Kellogg Printing has been on the public square in Monmouth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. I'll be broadcasting this one with Nathan LaBelieve the Sports Information Director here at Mammoth College from the Vic Furniture Broadcast booth, quality furniture at an affordable price, located in Mammoth. and the game, powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. We'll back with Security Savings Pre-Game Coach's Interview in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Lenny Gymnasium, your pregame coaches interview brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. Tonight's official sponsored by Kehoe Eye Care in Monmouth and Gelsberg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. No National Anthem before the men's game. We had the National Anthem before the women's game, and it was sponsored by Stanton Insurance, your local all-state insurance agency, Stanton Insurance in Monmouth since 1919. Also, uniform sponsors tonight by MC Sportmore. It's your home for all your sports equipment, team apparel, hats, hoodies, polos, basketballs, and much, much more. mcsportmore.com. The uh, Scots in their home whites with the white tops, white bottoms, red number, or the uh, gray number with the uh, red mammoth across the uh, top, across the front of the jersey. Knox in their road black shirts, black shorts with the Purple and gold trim down the side and on the front. Thanks, Dempsey Sportmore for sponsoring our uniforms for uh, tonight's ball game. Uh, down the road, we got some more basketball tomorrow night. We'll set the stage for the rest of a busy week. Prairie Communications Sports Network will be at Mammoth Roseville High School tomorrow night for Mammoth Roseville Titan Girls Basketball. They'll be taking on the Abington Avon Tornadoes in a non-conference matchup. It'll be the final game before the postseason begins on Saturday. And high school girls' basketball. Monmouth Roseville gets a bye in their Class 2A regional at Bureau Valley High School in Manlius. They'll play Monday night in the semifinals. Uh, Abbey having Avon, who takes on the Titans tomorrow night, they do have a game on Saturday night, and we'll have that on the Prairie Communications Sports Network as well as they'll be hosting their their regional quarterfinal opening round game, taking on I Central Greenview. We'll also have... Um, Some Mammoth Roseville Titan boys basketball on Friday night as the Titans are on the road in a Three Rivers Conference West Division matchup with the Orient Chargers. That'll be on Sunday 97.7 WMOI. Tomorrow night's game will be on WREM right here on uh, 1330 and 94.1 FM. And and then we'll also have the West Central Heat girls basketball opening round regional game on Saturday afternoon from Biggsville West Central High School as they take on Payson Seymour at 1 o'clock. The Avington-Avon game on Saturday night starts at 6. Our pregame shows will hit the air for 20 minutes ahead of time. So that's what we got going on the rest of the week on another busy week on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. There'll be another busy week next week as well. Back to the game at hand. Uh, both teams getting warmed up here, about four and a half minutes left on the pregame clock. We'll see how these two teams stack up. Uh, stat-wise, record-wise, It's Mammoth College at 12-10, t- 8-5 uh, in conference play. Knox College 6-15 overall, 4-8. In league play, offensively, Knox actually scoring more points. This is just conference games only. Knox scoring more points than Monmouth College in the, uh, uh, in the in the conference. Or no, they got that wrong. It's the uh, Scots scoring more points conference-wise than uh, Knox College. Seventy-two points for for the Scots in conference play, sixty-eight and a half points for Knox. Defensively, this is where it really separates as the Knox College defense giving up 75 points in conference play. The Scots giving up 71, but a lot of that came from giving up 119 points to Cornell on Saturday. They were well into the upper 60s before the game on Saturday, uh, the 10-point loss to Cornell in their last outing, 119-109, to 109 against a hot-shooting system of the Pioneers. Uh, uh, where's the strengths lie? Well, Knox College shoots the three ball at 40%. They don't take a ton of threes, and when they shoot them, they make them at 40%. That's tops in the conference. Uh, the Scots, where, where do they make their hay on the rebounding end? They average 38, almost 39 rebounds a game in the rebound margin, uh, plus 2.5 uh, on the season for that. So the Scots strength comes in rebounding, and also block shots are second in the conference in that as well. And, uh, and so the Scots will definitely have a, a uh, advantage in the post tonight and that comes from Jordan Metcalf and his fifth year here with the Scots, originally out of Alito, Illinois, Mercer County High School. You, and area fans, know all about Jordan Metcalf, and he's had a just a fantastic last two years. His, his, uh, actually, his senior year and his fifth year, an all-conference player last year, well on his way to an all-conference selection this year as well, averaging just under 15 points and nine rebounds a game for Jordan Metcalf, uh, Kyle Taylor, a freshman from Moline, on the uh, on the Scots roster, actually got a chance to chit chat with his uh, father, Sean Taylor. He's the head coach at Moline High School, and boy, they got a great they got a great maroon squad up in the Quad City area. Moline really rolling uh, on the uh, high school, so it's good to see Coach Taylor get caught up with him a little bit as well here to see his son Kyle Taylor play from uh, Moline. Other area players that uh, get some. Pretty good minutes for the Scots. Declan, from U- Declan Flynn from United High School averaging eight points and three rebounds. He's had a really good last week or two for the Scots. And also Gannon Greenman from Ridgewood, uh, another local player, uh, getting some minutes for head coach Todd Strosup. And Turner Plummer from Canton High School, a freshman, a six-five freshman, getting some uh, significant minutes for the Scots as well. Looking at the Knox College Prairie Fire, they're led this morning by Jordan Rayner, a fifth-year senior, 6'2". Uh, also, 14 points from Sean Gallery, a six-foot-four uh, sophomore. That's your uh, that's your players that's going to be probably probably uh, set a lot tonight between the two ball clubs. We're going to step aside, take a 30-second break. We'll come back with the starting lineups and the opening tip. It's Game Two of our doubleheader. Scott and the Prairie Fire. We'll be back. Back here at Glenny Gym, starting lineups getting ready to be announced. They're sponsored by your and Area McDonald's. Now hiring. Check to see what openings are available. At your local McDonald's. First of the Knox College Prairie Fire: Jordan Rayner, a six-foot-two, fifth-year senior; Aiden Darius, six-six sophomore; Isaiah Lockett, a six-two, fifth-year senior; Sean Gallery, a six-four sophomore; and Cade Wyndham, a six-eight junior. For the Scots: Declan Flynn, a six-foot-five sophomore; David Williams, a six-one junior; Kyle Taylor, a six-seven senior; Jordan Metcalf, a six-seven fifth-year player; and Kendall Brasfield, a six-foot-two sophomore getting buckled back up. Joining me on the broadcast here for game two, Nathan Beliva, sports information director here at Monmouth College. Let's get this thing going, huh?
1: Ready to go. It's a nice uh, nice crowd, nice atmosphere, and I, I think we're going to have some fun here.
0: I think it's going to be a good one. It was a good ball game the last time these two teams met. The Scouts got a seven-point win, 85-78. to 78. That wasn't easy. Wasn't easy as I uh, try to find uh, the, the game back there. It was a Scots lead, uh, thir- a forty-two to thirty-six, a six-point lead at the half, and about midway through the third quarter—excuse me, midway through the second half. At least are these quarters here, by the way. Midway through the second half, the Scots extended that lead to thirteen, and then just kind of hung on at the end.
1: Yeah, and, and that's kind of the way a few of the games have gone for for Mammoth, where they'll have a, a tough five, six, seven minutes somewhere. Uh, There have been games where it's come at the beginning. There's been games where it's come at the very end. And there's been some games where it's come right in the middle. And and I guess you probably, if you could pick a spot, you probably want it to come the last four minutes of the half or the first four minutes of the second half. But unfortunately for Mom, lately, it's been coming either at the very beginning of the game, like it did against Cornell, or it's been coming at the end of the half, like it did against Illinois College when it was 25-24. And then you look up again and it's, Fifty-two twenty-seven. You're like, whoa! Wait, what's <laughs> happened here? And uh, hopefully, we won't have a, a drought like that here tonight.
0: Yeah, you've uh, you came in on Monday mornings when you give the uh, kind of the, the state of the Scots each week, and uh, and some of those stats you've thrown out, they went through considerable yeah. minutes of not scoring. Their eight and five record could very easily be ten and three, maybe even eleven and two.
1: Yeah, you know, if you look at it, really, it's, it's those two uh, the two Illinois College games, right? Which are which are tough to to make a case that. That Mama should have won those, but right. if you look at the, if you look at the rest of the game, they ended up being losses in conference play. Uh, you know, for for the Scots, it's uh, a game against Cornell that was a three-point loss with a 10-minute scoring drought, a one-point loss against Florence that had a, a five to six-minute scoring drought, and in that game against Cornell the other night, where they just shot threes out of their mind like they haven't done all season, <laughs> right? Just crazy stats that they've thrown out here. We'll see if the Scots can get one tonight. This would be a
0: big one, plus it's a rivalry game, so you want to win that one anyway. Scots win the tip. No surprise there. Jordan Metcalf back to Kyle Taylor. And uh, I mentioned to the folks that we've got uh, head coach Sean Taylor, Kyle's dad, sitting right down a couple rows in front of us. Got a chance to visit with him before the ball game a little bit. He's got a really nice team.
1: Uh, no no lean no game tonight, huh? Yeah,
0: no bowling game tonight. Scheduled, so. scheduled that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. I think he knows people. Scott's turn it over on their first possession. Jordan Metcalf kind of lost the handle of it. Ooh, Now he almost got a steal to reciprocate his, his uh, turnover. It's switched off onto Jordan Rainer. Rainer takes it back out. to Isaiah Lockett. Lockett drives and getting in the passing lane with Splint. So Lockett just knocks it back over into the corner. No good. Kyle Tanner with the rebound. One and done there for the Prairie Fire. Tanner gets in the lane. Back out to the right wing for David Williams. Now Metcalf back to Williams. He'll fire a three. Looks good from here. Uh, a little long. It was on target. We had the perfect angles, Matt, up here.
1: Yeah, he's been knocking them down lately, especially here at home. And a foul on Kyle Taylor. who thought he was straight up, and so did Coach Grimstead on that side. But you look at uh, David Williams on the year. He's made 46 three-pointers in 22 games shooting 35%, but he's uh, in the top five in the Midwest Conference making uh, almost two and a half per game. Kyle Piller, yeah, he, he looked like he was straight up, he was actually kind of given some ground there.
0: First free throw made by uh, Jordan Rainer, so the first point on the board goes to the Knox College Prairie Fire. Rainer averaging 15 points, that's tops for the Prairie Fire, a 50-year senior, seems like oh, I've been oh, saying oh. Jordan Rainer for the last 10 years, feels like. <laughs>
1: Those are good by Rangers. It's that way around college sports right now with all these fifth years and transfers and sixth year. And then you look up and you see somebody like, wait, how is that guy still in <laughs> school,
0: right? I think Will Carius is probably playing for some <laughs> junior college right now somewhere, probably. On oh, his seventh grade here.
1: Back one play the United States, Gets the first bucket for the Scots, and it's from the arc. Big shot right there. When he gets going and his confidence is strong, the Scots are a completely different team. He had 26 points against the uh, Prairie Fire at their game uh, last week, and that was a new career high. Third time in two weeks he's got a new career high.
0: And driving baseline, getting the shot blocked by Metcalf was Gallery. He averages 14 points. Back out to Rainer. He'll pull up from the free throw line and make the shot. Oh, excuse me, Isaiah Lockett. Good shot there by Lockett. Got the Scots defense kind of going one way. Stop. Pop from the free throw line. 4-3 knocks. Right wing, Williams. dribbles back to the top of the key. Loud left wing. Driving. And getting his shot blocked as Rasfield. Here comes Knox. Might have lost a handle on it on the way up. Back to Rainer. He fakes a three. Driving on Kyle Taylor. Taylor hanging with him. Sends him right into the shot The shot eraser. Metcalf. He's on the run. It's going to be a blocking call. Oh. Metcalf, I think, will get a pair of free throws here. Official trying to peek in to see what the number is of the
1: player still laying on the floor. The gallery's going to pick that up. Two blocks in the last two possessions for Jordan Metcalf. He's got a ways to go to get to the top four in Scott's history, which had put him at 95, but he's solidly in the five slot, right in the mid-70s. Sixth in the conference, shot blocking. And you brought uh, Sidhu right behind him yeah. at seventh place. Yeah, they both do a good job blocking shots and taking care of the defense inside.
0: Metcalf in the scoring column as he gets his first free throw to go. Good, solid free throw shooter,
1: 67% on a <laughs> attempt. 100 attempts coming into this one.
0: It's a lot of shot
1: attempts in the free throw line. Yeah, and he's uh, been able to, to knock him down this year. He's improved in that category from a year ago.
0: Down a cup a couple of free throws to go here. Now, that pass or the pass receiver wasn't looking for this. Actually, yeah, it was he couldn't did, pass. He didn't look like he was ready for that at all. <laughs> he gets that clean. That's probably a layup. Missed shot by Kyle Taylor, but offensive rebound Declan Flynn to press field, and He'll get
1: the hoop and the horn. He gets to the free throw line. I don't know what his total numbers were, but I walked past the uh, gym about four different times uh, yesterday, and Kyle Taylor was in a few threes. It's uh, the other end of the gym, though, so maybe that's where he needs to go <laughs> right. right now. But he was uh, was in here just shot after shot after shot. Second half, he's going to be lighting it up. Yeah, up that right. right. Got to get him to the second half.
0: Three point play completed by Brasfield. Scott, three for three from the charity stripe here in the first three minutes. We are at the 17 minute mark. Scotts have doubled up the Prairie Fire, eight four. Lock it, hold it. Running some cuts at the free throw line. Now coming to get the balls, Rainer. It's a screen. From Aiden Derry. He has to give it up. In the lane is Cade Wyndham. Windham had a good stretch of time against the Scots in Galesburg where he played well. Well, as I say that, Wyndham just hits a three ball from the top of the key. He can uh, he only averages five and a half points
1: on the season, but I want to say he is forty seven percent from three point land, so that uh that's his shot out there. The Scots are gonna have to get out there on him.
0: Yeah, the Prairie Fire don't take a lot, but they make 40% of the team. That's a
1: fantastic team total. Floater in the lane by Metcalf's no good. They're number one in the league in percentage, and they're dead last in the league in three-point percentage against, (laughs) allowing 37%. So that's a spot where Flynn, Williams, Taylor, uh, a couple guys there on Mama's side can possibly take advantage of that because they don't get out and guard the three very well.
0: Normally that gets skewed by Grinnell games, and they did give up 100 a couple yep. of times to Grinnell, 101 and 107. So, so those, well, all numbers are That's skewed. That's very in the true conference.
1: because the, the Scott coming into the last game were number one in three-point percentage defense, but hadn't played Grinnell a second time, and then they shot 58%, <laughs> and now all of a sudden Mama's at fourth in the conference in three-point percentage defense. So you really have to... You really have to look at it after teams have played Grinnell twice. <laughs> yes, exactly, because I, I
0: think I still had the rankings up on my computer from the first time they played knock and a lot of numbers changed. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is drastic. that? drastic. Oh, oh, that's right, yep. <laughs> Oh, it's the Grinnell game. There's a foul on the inbound by knock Illegal screen or some sort of uh, call there. And it goes against uh, Matthew Gariffi, 8-7. And now getting a loose along the baseline
1: and missing the bunny was Turner Plummer. Boy, he'd like to have that one And back. he doesn't miss those off, but he's the energizer guy that comes in off the bench, gets the balls, gets the loose balls, gets rebounds, and makes those shots down low. He's got a body up. Windham here. The so one-point lead for the Scots now, 8-7, poked away by David Williams.
0: Shot clock down to 10. They get it to Rainer. Trying to move on Jordan Hill. Gets to the lane. No good. Loose on the floor, picked up by the Fury Fire, firing a three, no good as Rayner, and that's a
1: foul, or not. absolutely. He was down low, trying to undercut Metcalf the entire way. He was backing up to force Metcalf away from the ball. He just looked over to his coach, and his coaches had his hands. And hey, what did I do? And the coach was telling him exactly what he did. So <laughs> exactly what he <you> just got <laughs> whistled for.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it was Jordan Metcalf kind of reaching on the top of him when well, I heard yeah, the whistle. I was like. Please don't call that you know, Make the back. over the
1: top of him because he's
0: three inches tall, four inches taller than him. Yeah, and he's getting undercut as well. Carl Dortz, the uh, Silver, former Gelsberg Silver Street freshman at Knox, picked up the foul. David Williams, three ball, a little short. Rebounded by Gariffi for the free fire. Here comes Gariffi all the way to the rim. This is the shot. Knox gets the rebound. Might have been tipped in the lane. There's Wyndham again. Yeah, I want to say he had a really solid uh, first ball game against the Scots. i have to look back and see what uh, Mr. Wyndham had against. But for some reason, that name stuck with me here. And the Prairie Fire picking a lead, 9-8. Got kind of a little 5-0 run here. And a pull-up jumper to the lead for the Scots. No good by Hill. Rebound comes down to Gallery. 9-8, for 14-23. And Wyndham had, I well, only had five points. Who was it? Uh, oh, Carl Dortch. Yeah, the, the Gelford product had 10 against the Scots. In and out. Wyndham misses the three ball. Well, something about that rim down there. We've seen
1: <laughs> no, yeah go about
0: halfway down and spin back out. The scouts get the stop. Trying to stop this run in the lane.
1: Shot good by Bradfield. Tough take by Kendall. But it's really good to see him have five points early and in to the, in the get to the basket because he's not done a whole lot offensively in the last few games against Grinnell. He didn't even look for a shot. Didn't take a field goal attempt in the first half. He finally scored a couple points late. And if the Scots can get him going and get him going to the basket, they're a completely different team.
0: Rainer answers with a tough shot in the lane. A pretty solid defense there by the Scots. is just a, good, just a good offensive scorer. Gives Knox the lead, 11-10. 13 and a half minutes to go, first half. Williams on the left wing in the corner to Plummer. It's the cutter. Metcalf in the lane. Little floater in and out, no good. Rebound by Rainer. Good look for Metcalf. He can take that shot anytime he can get it. Raynor. That Rainer jordan hill matchup is going to be fun to watch. Getting to the lane is Isaiah, or no, not Isaiah
1: Lockett, that's terrific. Yeah, he thought he was hitting the head, and he is complaining now to the referee, and he did lose his headband, so he might have a point there as his headband had gone flying. And head coach Todd Strissett doesn't like this uh, little run here. It
0: was 8-4, now 13-10. to 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here. So this is a uh, what do you got? A, uh, a little run here. A uh, 9-2 nine, nine run here by... Yeah, it was 8-4 after the uh, three-point play from Brassfield. Yeah, I had to take my shoes off for that one. 13-10, <laughs> with 13.03 to go. Let's see what uh, Coach Striss just designs out of the huddle here. It's kind of a more or less a settle-it-down timeout here. Four mama. Yeah, but I don't know what... Maybe, I don't remember what really... Got my attention to Wyndham, but he had a, I thought he had a solid game. Maybe it was on the defensive end, but just five points against the Scots. Looking at it last time, Sean Gallery absolutely lit it up, averaging 13.5 Yeah, points. he had a big game. And he had a huge second half, just a
1: huge second half, almost 20 points in the second half alone. And so far, and it, and it was slid in the first half, had 20 and finished with 26. Maybe it's Bradfield tonight. He knocked down the long yeah. two here.
0: Seven points for Kendall Brassfield, averaging just a tick under twelve. That gives the Scots to gets the Scots to within one. Dorch top of the key, left wing. Ooh, the cutter across the lane. Good defense there by the Scots. Russell Wright saving it back in was Brassfield, but Knox comes up with it. Shot clock down to six. Driving is Wyndham. a foul on Plummer. i'm gonna say he was riding uh riding windham there It'd
1: be Plummer's first foul second
0: team foul on the scott four team fouls already on Mount here one, on.
1: one of those games where you've got you know mom knox and close enough for their fans to come over which they've done it every single whistle is going to be met with a <laughs> disagreement from a good portion of the crowd and, uh, or and sometimes even a lack of whistles is going to be met with. So hopefully these uh, the three gentlemen in stripes don't have their rabbit ears on tonight. There was
0: a really good crowd at Knox that Saturday. Yeah, there nice ones. take yeah. by Jordan Hill. Oh. Nice little left-handed kiss off the glass down the right baseline there. Yeah, really good, really good. And for some reason that's Jim, at Memorial Gym over there, at Knox just echoes. It was as loud a gym as I could could remember. Torch again with a shot in the lane. He's got four points. The Galesburg Silver Street staying home playing at Knox. Three-point lead for the Prairie Fire. Brassfield almost a – and Kyle Taylor.
1: Yeah, Taylor thought Sidhu was coming out to get that. Sidhu was all the way back in the post and thought the ball was going to bounce to him, and it rolled out of bounds.
0: Yeah, Sidhu said he was kind of being held. I don't know if he just—he definitely didn't get to the, didn't even get close to the, the pass from Taylor. So either A lost his balance or B was being held. One or the other, because he just didn't even hardly take a step towards the pass. Turnover will go to nine. Three-point lead in the lane, spinning and drawing a foul is going to be Matthew Gariff. Uh, Gariffi, and that will go on Sidhu. We'll put Gariffi at the free-throw line, the fifth-year senior. 84%, pretty solid from the free-throw. Not a ton of attempts, though, only 24, 25 attempts. But kind of similar to the three-point line. They don't take a lot, but the ones they do, they seem to make quite a few. So Aiden Derry
1: will check into the line. This is a 6, six sophomore. Knock can't decide who's going to go stand at that <laughs> spot, and then the referee got mad at both of the guys for moving.
0: Yeah, I did.
1: Had uh, could have been a violation. Yes, Gariffi had already had the basketball, right? I think he got everything
0: straight. Gariffi didn't freeze him; he would have made the free throw anyway. Almost got an assist there from the official for freezing Gariffi. Nineteen fourteen, biggest lead for either ball club at, nine, at five points. And a turnover. Throws it up into the crowd, right past uh, Michael Blazing there at the scoring at the scoring table.
1: Yeah, and there you know there was a lot of that on uh, Saturday. 24, 25 turnovers in that contest for uh, for the Fighting Scots. They do a lot of easy, easy points for uh, Grinnell. You don't want to have that happen again. Yeah,
0: I am just talking to and you you folks heard there's a free ball on the left wing. No good. Rebound backside tipped out of Jordan Hill's hands, but you're going to say it was tipped by Lockett. Uh, talking to Coach Skrins, you know, I, I mentioned during the interview, but, boy, they just shot lights out. He said, well, yes, they did shoot well, and we he left them a lot did. of open looks, too.
1: Sure did. But so we were
0: kind of our own worst enemy as well as them shooting well. And he's still got to make the shot, but I'll take it without anybody in my face all day long. Scouts break the full court pressure. Bradsfield right wing, passes up three. to Taylor. All the way to the rim, misses
1: the shot, rebounded by Plummer, goes up strong and lays it in. Nice take there by Plummer. It wasn't a tip. He went strong right to the front of the rim. That's exactly what they need out of him is to be there to help clean up the glass, grab those loose balls, and they get pinballed around and then find a way to get it back into the into the basket. That brings the within three at 1916.
0: Right wing locket, quick three up, and in and out no good. Sidhu battling with uh, uh, Derry and Jerry gets the advantage there. Stolen away on the entry pass by Brassfield. He's on the run. Takes it up.
1: Lays it up. That was great defense by Sidhu. He sealed he off his guy. And when the ball came bouncing through the lane, Brassfield was just the fastest player on the court to go get it. And he
0: beat everybody down the floor for the layup. That brings the Scouts to within one, 1918. Right elbow extended. And getting in the passing lane is Jordan Hill. He's being chased by Lockett, takes it up, misses the shot. Tried to draw the foul and get the and one. Just make the layup. <laughs> just make the layup. There's a Euro step in the lane, or Euro travel by Leibwell. Misses the shot, and a foul on the Scots on the putback. Jordan Hill's first personal foul, 14th foul. Bunch of substitutes on the floor for both ball clubs. Glenn back in the game along with Kyle Taylor, and it looks like Gannon is going to get his first action, former Ridgewood Spartan. He's
1: been able to bring a lot of energy, too, and uh, really give it to the Scots off the bench, really and that's a done. very tough shot by Jordan Raynor. Raynor gets the Scots back, or the uh,
0: Prairie Fire back up by three, and fouled on his shot attempt is Greenman
1: was that energy
0: got? beat everybody up the floor
1: got hit in the side of the head there after the uh, defender kind of went flying by A pair of shots here for Greenman who has not been to the line much this season five attempts and this
0: is the first one yeah, just not, not a whole lot of free throw attempts for him or when playing just eight attempts for Flynn. Flynn's got a ton of time, scored a ton of points, and uh, not many of those will come from the free throw line. Greenman will get a second one, and done. Scouts to within two. One out of two for Greenman. On the drive is Gallery. Still got the basketball. Trying to take it up on Metcalf. Good defense by Metcalf without fouling. Went up and got that rebound, too. Did everything there. So just brought it up himself. Taylor, a little shake and bake through lane. He passes up a long two to Declan Flynn. Off the screen is Greenman. Back out to Taylor in the corner. Shot clock down to 12. Hill gets the screen from Metcalf. Wide open. Hill takes the
1: three and buries it a deep three.
0: For Jordan Hill, that puts the Scots in the lead, 22 to 21.
1: Only a 25% three-point shooter, but he knocked that one down like he was a 60% three-point shooter. He's apparently been shooting from too
0: close He's because right, yeah, that, maybe
1: that's a, that was about an NBA one there.
0: Jordan Rainer trying to drive on Kyle Taylor takes it up at him. That's the second straight take there by Rainer on on uh, on Kyle Taylor. Might have found a matchup that he likes there. That'd be a good idea to maybe switch, put
1: uh, Greenman maybe on, on Rainer. See if Brasfield takes him when he comes back in. He's been able to guard the uh, the quicker perimeter guards over his time with Monmouth.
0: Kicked out of bounds by Knox, so it'll be Scott's ball under their own hoop. Trailing by one, 23-22. 22 with 8-12 to go. Ooh, a cutter down the lane was Greenman. just. 50. Yeah, he,
1: he was wide open coming right through. I think Taylor's vision was blocked, though, by the big guy.
0: Ooh, Jordan <laughs> Hill gets the rim. This is his shot, but there's Greenman. Can't get the put back. He's out of bounds. And, yeah, out of it bounds.
1: Up. That was unfortunate. Guy. It looked like Hill got mugged underneath when a defender jumped in the air and landed on him, and then uh, Greenman had his own teammate behind his back and was trying to alter his shot. Cause he thought it was going to get blocked, but it was his teammate. He put it too hard off glass.
0: Ton of contact there in
1: the lane. No Got to put down these uh, easy shots. There's been four or five missed right at the rim so far in the first half. Taylor, your eyes back out
0: to Jordan. Another long three. No good. Can't even call that a heat check. He's only made one. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> yet. Here's Kyle three, Taylor though. will step
1: up and miss a three. Gets no. the roll.
0: I'll tell you what.
1: One for every shooter's bounce that we didn't get in the women's game. There's one back, and two. That's the exact kind of shot he needs to have fall in. One it hits the rim 18 times. See if that'll get Taylor going like he was back in January when he was shooting 60% from three-point over a five-game span.
0: It's a, it's a high three. There's Isaiah Lockett misses the shot. It's a, ah, just getting the rebound, standing on the baseline when he came down was Taylor. Yeah, it's a high archer, so you're going to get them high bounces. And, boy, that's uh, – I had already given up on that one after about the second I know, bounce. I know, <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you were running back down court to start <laughs> playing defense. And the
0: rebound goes down and on.
1: <laughs> right wing is
0: Gallery. Gives it up to Gariffi right. in the lane. Drawing a foul is going to be Sean Gallery. And that'll go on. It'll be the second foul on Hill. Who can I think? Hill gets himself a little foul trouble. Yeah, he just he averages the second most fouls for the for the Scots at about two and a half a game. Pretty aggressive, defensive. yeah. And,
1: and when you look at and when you look at fouls per minute, uh, you know he's right up there because you know he comes off the bench. Sometimes he's not even into the game for the first you know five minutes or so, whatever it might be, and. Um, you know, Metcalf, who picks up a lot of fouls down low, is a starter and a guy that can give you, if he stays out of foul trouble, 30, 35 minutes a night. Both free throws, or just the first free throw, good. Let's see. No, oh, both oh, free both throws are good. good. Yep. yep, both free throws good.
0: 25 all. Hours. 25, 25, as we're right at the seven-minute mark here in the first
1: half. They're six out of six from the line so far. Scott's there. are what if I got Scott, four, four, four or five, or five yeah. Yep.
0: Well, it's supposed to be in college,
1: isn't it?
0: It is. Jack was lets the defense fly oh, wow. by, and
1: this is the shot. That was that was the one where the student section was ready to bring the house down. If that fell in, the way he got the defender to fly right by. And Rainer with a three ball. So Rainer now with a quick
0: seven point there since the midway point of this uh, first half. And he averages 15 and shoots 41% from deep. Cannot leave him open. Williams, ooh, good cut by Greenman across the lane. Or somebody, let me rephrase that. Somebody said a really nice game yep. for Gannon there. He ends up with the layup. So Scott, back to a good one, 28-27. Crossover and a kick out by Carrippe. And Dorch gets loose underneath. He shakes his man for a layup. Dort was sick. Dorch just averages three points. Not even three points, a little under and Taylor, a little floater in the lane, doesn't get it to go. Nice tip out to Flynn. See if he can save it. Can't quite save it before it goes out of bounds.
2: Or his foot on the sideline. That
1: will go back to Prairie Fire. Gotta get out on defense now and make sure that they can't get, get any of these easily easy, easy, easy shots.
0: And getting into the front court and calling a timeout this is a Knox College Prairie Fire, so Coach Ben Davis will take the timeout. It'll be a 30-second timeout. We haven't had a break for a little bit. We'll step aside and take a break ourselves. 30-27, Knox leading mom.
1: Both teams back
0: on the floor following the timeout taken by the Knox College Prairie Fire. Hit Coach Ben Davis in his fourth season. Scrifted, Tom Scrifted, that's his fourth year already here
1: for the Scouts. 15 wins against uh, Monmouth, and that's, or excuse me, against Knox for Monmouth. That's tied with the most wins he has against any team. He also has 15 against Illinois College. Spinning in the lane and losing the handle on the ball is Rainer. He thought he got fouled.
0: Here comes Williams on the run out. No good. Flynn with the rebound. Baseline jumper is good. Declan Flynn with five points, and that gets the Scots to within one again at 30 to 29. Ooh, almost getting the passing lane was Jordan Metcalf. Re-gathering the ball was eight dairy for the Furry Fire. Back door cut.
1: Stepped out of bounds by I mean, a lot of finish. those types of things tonight. The Division One team, I watch Marquette, they go all about deflections. And that's what bomb has been about tonight, getting all those deflections through the passing lane. And two in a row, they've taken the other way for wide open layup. They just missed one of them and converted on that last one. Gallery. Oh, nice nice move. move by Gallery. Just a sophomore, 6'4 sophomore. He had, he had Brassfield in the spin cycle right there. Went right, went left, and came back baseline for the bucket.
0: Four points for Gallery after a uh, almost a 30-point game. 20-plus for sure. Last time these two teams met. Declan Flynn, right wing. Three is good. Nothing but the bottom of the net for Declan Flynn. <laughs> I love the PA guy, Jake, with his three-point call. Gets the crowd fired up here at Glenny Gymnasium. And Dexlin Flynn with eight points, of three balls. In the lane, floater, no
1: good. Rebounded by Metcalf. Windham misses the shot. Coach Gerson told him to go. He wants them to get down the field, use their athleticism here all the way down the court.
0: Metcalf almost got bumped all the way out of bounds, but somehow athletically got it out to a guard out on the right wing. Now Taylor in the lane. His scoop shot is no good. A little runner in the lane, kinda of flips up, no good. Contested layup missed. So four minutes to go, first half. Tied at 32. Scott's in a battle for second, third, fourth, or fifth place the way it is right now. Turn around in the lane, no good by Derry. It comes the Scott. A little ragged play here in the last couple of game minutes. And Lowland scoring. We're tied at 32. Taylor step back three. Go. Yeah, that last
1: one stopped around the rim, what, 8, 10, 9? That one just went straight down.
0: He's either got that high arc or one of the flattest shots. I think I think Michael Blazing and I was talking about it at Knox. His free throws were just like blind drive. Ooh, nice little turnaround around the lane again by eight, Darius, first point. Scott's still up one, though. Reverse layup. Hammered. Kendall Brasfield hammered along the baseline. No call. Here comes Knox on the rebound. Rainer at the free throw line. Traveled. Traveled call. Tried to get it out to Gariffi in the corner. And then good
1: uh, defense there by the scouts. Kind of got the passing lane. Caused a little pickup there. Yeah, and that's a good defense. It didn't fall for that head fake. It didn't fall for anything else and, and let him just go turn the ball over. Out of the ball game is Jordan Metcalf. Going
0: to get a little break here with 2:55 to go. I I wouldn't think Coach Scrivens will sit him for the whole first half, but he got a nice little break here. Maybe a good run last minute, minute and a half. Taylor off the screen, pops out three ball, good. Out Taylor.
1: Yeah, I told you. I told you that I was going to heat him up. <laughs> He's been here shooting threes all day. Yeah, put the work in,
0: man. He's a coach's kid. Of course he's
1: put the work in, right? Got himself out of that slump. And that one went in. When he saw that one drop through after it hit the rim so many times, now he's got it going. Nine points all
0: in the last uh, about four or five minutes. Ooh, an answer from Matthew Gariffe. This free ball keeps Knox within one point, nearing the two-minute mark. Taylor in the lane. Picks up his dribble. Gets it out to Bradfield. Right wing David Williams posting up as Sidhu. He's got Derry
1: on his hip. Little throw up there. Nice little baby hook shot there by Siddu. Sidhu. Yeah, He's got that in his arsenal. Brought it out here tonight for what could be his last game against not. 40-37. to Scots
0: by three. Rainer. Shake and make move on Taylor. Gives it up. In the lane to Russell Wright. Three ball. No good. On the wing by Gariffi. Taylor pulls down the rebound.
1: He's all over the court at that <laughs> yes, end. Yes, it is.
0: Guy's going all out right now. Taylor in the lane. Picks up his dribble. He's swinging around the arm.
1: I thought Sidney was going to shoot that. He wanted it <laughs> from the <laughs> he free throw was line. To fire that thing, you rods. let
0: He's one for ten. So he has he has taken a few. And a check from behind. On Aiden Derry a little forearm and two he was getting ready to spin baseline there. There was nobody in the lane. If he, gets, if he gets to the lane clean, that might have been a two-hand flush on the baseline. Metcalf back in. Siddu will come out, gets a nice round of applause from the Scott side. A bunch of high fives from teammates when he goes to get himself a drink of water. Minute 13. Into Slim. Return pass to the inbounder, Taylor. Loses a handle on the basketball at the free throw line, but gets it into Metcalf. He goes up. No shot. Con- contested there by Dort. Pretty solid defense there by Dort. And Knox stripped away, and they're going to get Taylor on the reach in. Ooh, there oh, it is. Oh, that's is. not good. Oh, Kendall. Can't do that. Yeah, after the call, and I don't think he was angry at the call. I just think he was a little frustrated. He can't kick the back, you know, <laughs> or punch it up into the air. Either way, yeah, Brasfield. After the call on Taylor, which will be his second on the reach, it's going to be a technical foul on
2: Brasfield.
0: That will be a, uh, I believe, the college technicals, the first one too. Right?
1: right.
2: Yep.
1: That's going to give. It's going to give nuts. Yep. A couple free throws here. I don't know that even any of the officials saw it, but they definitely heard it. Yeah. You could yep. hear that throughout the entirety of the place. It was quiet after the foul call. <laughs> And then uh, the next thing you heard was just a bang. Like, wait, where did that come from? Yep. The ball's way up in the air. As soon as it hit, I just started whistling. I probably
0: said on the air, oh. Yeah. Yep. And, then the, and then the whistle came. First free throw is good by Jordan Rayner. 79% free throw shooter. Two for two already, now three for three. Two shots and the ball. And that's the seventh personal foul on the uh, on the Scots, but it's a player-control foul, so no free throws for the Prairie Fire. But they will have the basketball. Chance to take a lead here with a bucket. 40-39 Scots. Pretty good first half here by Mama. They averaged 73 points, already got 40. And falling down after receiving the pass was right. Lockett. Top of the key. A little shake and make Move down the right side of the lane. And Metcalf says, get that out of here. Another three-block game for Jordan. Right wing through. Ooh, quickly. Uh, might have been a travel there on the to the corner, but no call. And on the rip through by Brassfield. It's going to go on Nico Poe. He's a 6 2 one border maker on the floor, 4-0.
2: That'll
0: put Brassfield at the free throw line. Thirty-two point one seconds on the clock. They won in the bonus.
1: Yeah, big fight here for Brasfield to make these free throws. Put Mammon back on top. He's got nine points, tied with Kyle Taylor for team lead. Quinn Getty. All of
0: Brasfield's points were man. He misses the front end, but the rebound by Jordan Metcalf. He's
1: fouled. Won't make the shot, but he'll get a pair of free throws. Good rebound there by Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf's not made a field goal yet in this game. He's got a pair of free throws, over for 3 from the field, and he's sitting right now on five rebounds. Eighth in the conference in scoring in conference games at 14. Just blows
0: under 15 for the whole season, and Metcalf misses the first time All of a sudden,
1: nobody can make the free
0: throws. Makes the coach's gray hair get a little grayer. <laughs> and gets the roll oh, the second man. one, though. So three points all from the free-throw line for Metcalf. Shot clock is, boy, there's probably about two or three-tenths of a second from just being able to shut the shot clock off. So I'm guessing not will hole for one here, down by two. Dribbling out near midcourt is Jordan Rayner, guarded by David Williams. Rayner, down to seven, down to six, down to five. Reiner's still holding the basketball with three. He'll get down the lane. Shot scooped. No good. Kips is no good. Scotts will take a two-point lead into the half. 41-39. Pretty solid half there by the Scots. 40 points in the first half for a team that averages about 73. They'll take that
1: any day. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll take a look at the stats in uh, halftime and see where they're shooting. But it feels like uh, everything's been going the Scott's way. We'll be back in three
0: minutes with the Halftime Show. Scott's lead the Prairie Fire 41-39 here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM. We'll be back in three minutes. Back at Glenny Gymnasium as we start the Halftime Show. Sponsored by LMP Insurance Agency for your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Scott's lead at the half 41-39 and a big ball game for us. For the for the Scots, they uh, looking at the standings, and we talked about this a little bit uh, during the pregame show. But uh, we can kind of revisit it here at the halftime show for you late late bloomers or late late listeners to the show. It's a big game for the Scots tonight for the standings.
1: It sure is, and uh, you know you look at, at what's going on uh, around the rest of the, the conference too, and it's going to make for a big game. Lake Forest and uh, and, and Lawrence in that contest which will have an impact on this one and, and everything that's happening here. So, Lawrence has a 35-31 lead against Lake Forest right now with three minutes to go in the half.
0: That would be a big one, get Lawrence uh, given given Lake Forest, one of the teams the half game behind Mom is entering tonight's play, get them another loss of just a little bit more cushion. You're just looking for cushion yeah. at this
1: time. Yeah, you absolutely are, and it just gives you a little bit of a, uh, 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 little bit of a buffer. You've got margin for error. Uh, and, and you don't have uh, maybe as many nerves, you can play a little freer.
0: Scott's uh, at 8-5 in conference play, 12-10 and 10 overall. Uh, uh, looking at the uh, stats, the, you got the stats in yep, from them. Uh, Drew, the what, what jumps out at you there, uh, uh
1: The first thing that jumps out is, uh, is your, your three-point shooting. Monmouth is 6-for-11, uh, Knox is 3-for-10. So, uh, you know, right there, that's, uh, that's, that's Monmouth plus nine points right there. Um, overall shooting for the field is pretty even. Mamas 15 for 33, 44%. They're 14 for 31, 45%. Rebounds are even at 15. Uh, turnovers are even. Uh, obviously, there was the one technical, but the difference really uh, for, for Mamas' favor is, while turnovers are even, Mamas has scored 10 points on turnovers. Knox has only scored two, so they've done something with those turnovers. Uh, and then second chance points is 11-6 in favor of Monmouth at this point right now. They're plus two points in the paint. They're plus three at the free throw line. So a couple of little things there, but a couple of big ones that are in Monmouth's
0: favor. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter what level it is, whether it's, whether it's the NBA, college, high school, or even junior high. It, you, if you can get the turnovers, that's great. But you got to cash in on them. They don't do you any good if you don't cash in on
1: Yeah, Yeah, we saw that in the, uh, the women's game earlier where Monmouth was big on turnovers but couldn't turn those in into 80 points so you know if, if you're not going to do anything with it then you don't need the ball the well, first game tonight this is our second game of doubleheader our first game tonight with the Mamas college fighting Scots women and
0: the knox college prairie fire prairie fire coming in at 13 and 0 in 12 and 0 entering tonight's ballgame they left 13 and 0 it was a 45 to 38 win uh, that's a that's a final score folks that's not a halftime score 45 to 38 they just had the. Uh, had some issues putting the ball in the hole. Both teams did, and I think, I think a lot of that you could say was probably on on pretty solid defense for both teams.
1: But neither one of them shot
0: the ball well, uh, shot
1: the ball really well. Yeah, the lowest tally that uh, Mama's had uh, all season, as far as that goes, too. Let's
0: we'll take a two out of two minute break. We'll come back, and there is a big track meet going on this weekend for folks that didn't get to hear the uh, halftime show during our first game. I'll let uh, Nathan, believe the sports information director here at Mammoth College, kind of talk about what's going on. Uh, big track meet in honor of a uh, just a, a uh, an amazing head track coach and, and uh, athletic director here at Mammoth College, Roger Haynes. We'll come back and talk about that in two minutes. Back here at Glenny Gymnasium as we uh, continue the halftime show sponsored by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance fees, contact Rachel Thompson or Judy Martin, 734-2116. We'll get the uh, first half scoring for our halftime scoring update sponsored by Save-A-Lot Foods in Mama. Save a lot of time, save a lot of money, save a lot of food store in Mama. First score, the Knox College Prairie Fire. They were led in scoring by Jordan Rainer's 13 points, 7 points for Matt Gar- Gariffi, 6 points apiece for Sean Gallery and Carl Dorch, and 5 points from Cade. Wyndham from the free throw line, they 8 of 8 for the Knox College Prairie Fire in that first half. For the Scots, they were led in scoring by Kyle Taylor and Kendall Brassfield with 9 points apiece, 8 points for Declan Flynn, 5 points for Jordan Hill, 3 points for Gannon Greenman, and Jordan Metcalf with 2 points apiece for Turner Plummer and Yuvraj Sidhu. There is a, uh, a uh, great event going on on campus this weekend. It's the first annual Roger Haynes Memorial Indoor Track Meet. Uh, I got Jason Believer with me, the Sports Information Director here on the broadcast with me for Mama. What a what a fantastic weekend uh, on the track for head coach, uh, former head coach Roger Haynes, uh,
1: still the Athletic Director here at Mama's College. Yeah, absolutely, it sure is, and uh, you know everything that's going to happen on Saturday is going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, looking forward to honoring Coach Haynes. You're talking about a 53-time. uh, Coach of the year, an 83-time conference champion, more than 200 All-Americans, uh, 12 national champions. He's also got, uh, you know, four top four finishes. He's got 23 top 20 finishes. When you look at the individuals that have won conference titles, it's uh, uh, close to a 1,000, and, uh, you know, with individuals and relays and everything there. So just a fantastic uh, career that he's had, uh, still here as the athletic director, he's not coaching track anymore. And uh, we've had some really good track performances so far this season, individual performances. Uh, they're still trying to find right combinations of relays and stuff like that. Since a lot of these meets early in the year don't even keep team scores uh, for different things that are happening. That will all matter coming up in Jan- uh, February 24th, 25th, over at IC for the uh, the conference championship. Um, but, you know, you look at the weight throw and the, the throwers, Caleb Silverman and Shane Anderson have – uh, won that every single meet this year. They both have been a conference performer of the year. Reed Wilson has won every pole uh, ball he's been in, uh, at least as far as Division three. He did lose to a Western Illinois uh, Division one kid last week, uh, but he was tops among all the Division threes. He's ranked nationally in the top 20, so Caleb Toberman in the weight throw, so Shane Anderson in the weight throw. Uh, the relays have been pretty good. I know Coach Woodard's Trying to get some people to get some a uh, little bit better performances and get more consistent. But Addie Cox, Maddie Bowie, Amanda Dival have all had great throws on the women's side. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of contenders for conference championships and hopefully a few qualifying for uh, the national meet coming up uh, in, in about a, right about a month from this weekend. Actually, it'll be that March 11th, 10th, 11th, 12th weekend for national. It looks like uh,
0: the new coach, Brian Woodard, has just kinda taken the program. He's been around the program for many, yeah, many years. Yeah. He just
1: kinda he just programs just gonna continue along, man. Yeah, he's had more than twenty all Americans as his, his throwers in there too and I know he's looking forward to uh uh, you know, letting his program shine this weekend. I, I think we've got twenty, twenty five uh recruits on campus that are that are coming in to uh to check the place out. So this is a big weekend overall for the for the track program, and a great way to, to honor Coach Haynes. And I know that's that's the thing about about Coach Haynes and, and you know we call them track coaches. You
0: know, people say, "Well, just run fast, just go." Out there <laughs> yeah, and right. Go out there and run. But <laughs> I know, I know from from talking to folks that have been in the track program from from around oh, our area, just talking to uh, them, uh, they were good in high school, but uh, Coach uh, Haynes took them to yeah, another level. That,
1: that's the big thing, and I, I know very very little about how weightlifting, how, uh, you know, stretching, running, any of that stuff works, right? I mean, you know, we're in the same boat there, but I between think. Between the two of us, they're not going to hire uh, us yeah, on any track no, squad. No, but <laughs> just sitting in staff meetings and listening to Coach Haynes talk about, you know, how you build up and you taper and, uh, you know, when you're trying to peak and what you're trying to do and it's lots about all that, it makes sense to me, and I don't know anything about any of that. So, hey, that's got to be a cool thing for the young coaches here on campus to be able to learn from him and to get their student athletes better, uh, and hopefully that, now now he's in that AD role that'll really start to snowball and get uh, you know teams around campus, not just on track and field, uh, you know, or the sports that they do a lot of running, like soccer, right, and uh, and obviously football. But you know, I mean, how long are these guys out here on the basketball court going full effort, you know, for 30 some minutes? You know baseball and softball are a little bit different but you got to be you got to have the endurance to get through not only a four-hour game to grind but a three-game weekend and a 40-game season and, and just listen to
0: him talk about all that stuff is amazing 1030 I think the meet you said gets underway Correct. or 1030 on Saturday so come out and help honor a fantastic head coach a former head coach Roger Haynes we're underway here in the second half Scots with the basketball they lead 41-39 first kick out from Metcalf to Williams Three is on the way and good. Scott starts the
1: second half with a three ball from David Williams. Well, he didn't score in the first half. He only took a couple of shots, 0 uh, over, over 2 from deep in that first half, and uh, see if we can get him going. So we already had some good shots from Taylor and uh, and Flynn in that first half. Gariff, he's starting the second half for the Prairie Fire, gets in the lane
0: and gives it up the window he gets the bucket, so he answers the three ball with a two. Scott's gained a point out of that hole. Transaction. Lead by three, forty-four to forty-one. The key is Williams gets the screen. He'll take a little three-ball, no good. Rebounded by Gariffi. The Prairie Fire can tie things up with a three-ball here in the corner. Now a drive in the lane is Wyndham. Picks up his dribble, shot, no good. Skying up to get the rebound was Metcalf. Quickly up the floor to Blastfield. Brassfield floater
1: in the lane it is good. He thought he should have been a three-point play. Yeah, he definitely thought he was fouled throughout that. That's one of those shots, I think, if you're knocking, you'd say, all right, he made that, yeah, we'll give it to him. That was an incredibly difficult shot. 46-41, scouts up by five. Trying to turn the corner was Jordan that
0: Metcalf cuts that off. Garippi goes right at Metcalf with a little left-handed. Left-hander in the lane, a little floater. Over the shoulder is good. 4-6, 43. Scott's still up by three. Williams, top of the key to Metcalf. Ball fake. Goes in on Dort. Kicks it back Ooh. out to Brassfield. Everybody threw that into the fourth row. I, I think Everybody on that side of the floor was winston Getting ready. Williams, a three ball. In and out. No good. Rebound comes down to Knox. That would have gave, uh, what, know, what, was, uh, what was the
1: biggest lead for the Scouts in the first half? Four. It was four. Yep. Actually so just, by five five, so just four. got it to five at 46-41. That was the biggest lead. Kind of what happened in that first game where Mama got a late lead at the end of the half, then pushed it up to 13, and then they chipped it back down late to, I think, seven, and then ended up at eight. Somehow Rainer loses the handle, comes up with it,
0: shoots Rainer. the layup, and just <laughs> thought Rainer might be hurt, but he was just slow getting up. In transition come the scouts. And a little right-handed floater in the lane is no good by Metcalf. He still doesn't have a field goal. Metcalf was just three points off the glass and good by Windham, and he'll go to the free throw line. Yeah, you're
1: talking about a guy who leads leads the conference in field goal percentage. Is among the best seasons that Mama's ever had, and in, in both the season uh, field goal percentage and uh, ranking up there as far as career field goal percentage goes as well. And he's sitting there tonight at 0-4. Uh,
0: yeah, just four shot attempts. I don't I don't know if I'm more amazed that he doesn't have a field goal or he's just got four shot attempts.
1: That's that's amazing. You look at the rest of his line. Seven rebounds, three blocks, one steal. Still no contributing. That's what that's what good fifth year players do. And no fouls. Which is just about as surprising as being overfalled yes, on the field. That's a good point, yeah, because he he leads the Scots, I yeah. believe, in at in, uh, yep. yeah,
0: just over three.
1: Taylor has three great. now, so he's on the bench, and his replacement, Jordan Hill, has two. So Scott's are going to have to be careful or they're going to have to find another solution at point guard. There's Metcalf. There he finally yeah. He yeah. sealed off perfectly, and what a feed inside as well.
0: Yeah, that, I think the, the, the entry pass into Metcalf made that whole thing go. Metcalf, like you said, had a really good seal. That's a tough pass.
1: Yeah, it was perfectly timed on that entire play by Brasfield. That gives the Scotts a two-point lead,
0: 48-46. And Brasfield tips away a pass. Here comes the Scott
1: Williams all the way to the rim. He's Uh, fouled. Yep. Good 30 seconds for Kendall Brasfield. Unselfishly got the assist at one end and then went up high to deny the entry pass. Got the tip for the steal at the other end. That's the second steal of the game as well. And now we got free throws for Williams, who is one of the best. 80% 80, 80% overall. He's a little higher than that in conference play. Um, has Came in tied with Metcalf for the most makes and he had taken 16 less uh, attempts. But he's been the, the icer at the end of the game. So He put the ball in his hand. He can dribble. He obviously can shoot from three. Uh, but you know he can make free throws. And just a junior. <laughs> Still got another year, David Williams. Sure. Yep. Trans- oh, free
0: transferred throw. in. From well, junior college believe that Jordan Hill was a transfer as well, yeah, Jordan right? Hill transferred from Rippin, yeah. Right, yeah. Backing down.
1: Yeah, there were three total transfers this year. Uh, Rippin or Hill came from Rippin' and then the other two, Demaryon Stark and uh, David Williams came from junior college, so.
0: And I know the Scots were, were really young last year, so a great job of recruiting and bringing in a little bit of
1: veteran presence there this season. And you can tell in the win-loss record. What a difference. they Well, not only, we not, only young, talked about. not only young last year, it's a double dribble. by Not, not only young last year, but inexperienced, because even the, uh, the players that were here, you brought Sidhu, Jordan Metcalf, Jordan Yeager twins, none of them played much in the 2019-2020 season. That was a senior-laden squad. Uh, and a bunch of juniors who unfortunately graduated during the pandemic and didn't get to play their senior year. Here's Flynn for three right in front of the bench. That's too strong, though. So there's a foul by Metcalf. So you had had Metcalf who had, had played about three minutes per game. Uh, you had Sid, who who hadn't played. Uh, you had one of the Orteguez twins who had played just a little bit. The other one had averaged uh, about five points per game, and that was that was what you had last year. Yeah, uh, you know the, uh, Gannon, the Gannon, it. Gannon Greenman's brother uh, is as well, and and, uh, and Breckside. But again, they had played very very little.
0: Yeah, I talked to. Uh, it's uh, fifty to forty-six after the two free throws by uh, David Williams. So the Scots up by four. With 15:40 to go, I was talking to Coach Chris's summer before last season, and I said, "Hey, Coach, what's what's the season look like?" And he knew even in the summer, he's like, "It might be a little, might be a rough year yeah, this year.
1: Yeah. It might be a little rough this
0: year." Had a lot of yeah. But
1: you're able to get a lot of minutes for DeQuin Quinn. You're able to get a lot of minutes for Kendall Brassfield. and both of those guys are uh, really contributing this year. Pass is picked off. Brasfield
0: trying to find Jordan Hill in the corner. Here comes a Euro step, shot no good. Rebound by Metcalf. Here
1: comes the Scots on the run. Now we're technical. Got to yeah. On Ground, I love that. <laughs> I think the Scots might have maybe wished they'd waited a couple of seconds because it looked like it was a two-on-one developing. But you'll take the uh, free throws here. That same referees called them both.
0: Yeah. As soon as he, as soon as he put the technical, he just looked right at Lockett and shook his head like, yep, yeah, I think he probably knew this was yeah, coming." Yeah. <laughs> So well, that'll put Mr. Automatic at the free-throw yeah. line, David Williams, for two shots. Oh, that's on you. Oh, shit, <laughs> See, this is how I get myself in trouble with the Temple James. <laughs>
1: See, Williams is too good for the Temple James. <laughs> Makes the first one. That gives us got the five points. Didn't score as their biggest uh, lead, right? Yep, correct. Didn't score in the uh, first half. Oh, and good. now with those free throws, he's uh, put seven points home here. In the first, not quite five minutes of the second half, and Monmouth has their biggest lead at six points. Crazy anomaly that David
0: Williams did not score in the first half. Jordan Metcalf did not have a field goal in the first half, and the Caps still led by two. So, yeah, and, then, and that was from three-point shooting because there, you know, there was 15 field goals and six of them were three-pointers. Three of those by Kyle Taylor. Yeah, a nice little run there. hasn't made one since, but that was a big nine points in that stretch. Jordan Hill pulls up right elbow, jumper short rebounded by the Prairie Fire. That is Russell Wright. He'll bring it over the floor
1: himself. I think six foot six freshman. That, that was a chance to really extend the lead to on that possession, make it a four-point possession or possibly a five-point possession and go up by eight. Couldn't get that bucket to go. And now with a six-point lead, got to dig out on
0: defense here and get the ball back. Flynn was a foul out on the perimeter, reaching in. That's his first foul. Thirteen foul on the Scots here in the second half. Just under the 15-minute mark. 14.50 on the clock. Scots by 6 52:46. Long three on the way. is good.
1: Yeah, he had a from possibly having an eight-point lead and now being up by just three. And he's got 16. Rainer averaging 15 on the season. So,
0: already above his what he normally scores in a ballgame. Williams for the answer. No good. Back iron. Rebound by the... Prayer Fire, Sean Gallery. Gallery's been pretty quiet. Just four points for Gallery. Missed shot. Metcalf with a rebound. And the Scots in transition. A hit to Jordan Hill. Left corner three. No good. Air ball long. It comes down to Rainer. We go the other way. Rainer gets his
1: shot blocked by Jordan Metcalf from behind. I, I quizzed you earlier on rebounds in the women's game. So in the IC Grinnell men's game at halftime, there've been 31 rebounds. You tell me the you tell me the split. IC Grinnell Yep. Men's game. Yep. 31
0: rebounds. I'm yep. going to go. I'm going to go.
1: I'm going to go
0: uh, 20 for
1: Grenell. Uh, it's 25-6 IC. No way. They've they no. got rebounded. Grinnell 25-6. IC is 23 of 29 from the field in the first half, shooting 80%. And uh, Grinnell is eight for twenty-two from deep, so I see he's up 20 at half.
0: So Grinnell has cool off They, a they bit. hit all
1: their shots in this gym <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, they're, they're, eight, eight, they're eight for twenty-two, and uh, overall they're shooting just thirty-seven percent from the field. So that's what the uh, the top defense in the conference has done to them tonight. Yeah, and I see I see leads the league in rebounding uh, rebounding margin. They're up 25-6 on the glass. They've given up one offensive rebound in the first half.
0: Just doing what they do,
1: man. That's what they've been doing the whole Street.
0: season. Uh, timeout on the floor. Called by, uh, I didn't see which coach called the timeout. But the Scots do have a three-point lead, two forty-nine, with uh, 14-02 to go here in the second half. We have a score in from our high school game over on our sister station, Sunday 97.7 WMOI. It was 26-26 at the half between the United Red Storm girls and the Robo-Williamsfield Cougars. Senior night for the United Red Storm. It's uh, basically 8-10 night for for the Red Storm girls. She's
2: fully senior.
0: So we've been going an it 8-10 night for the senior night. I and mean, She got hurt a week ago, and, and, and that's missed the rest of the season. We're going to try to get her on the floor for a little bit tonight. Can't wait to talk to Casey Grant see how that went. Jordan Raynor off a miss and gets his own rebound oh, yeah. and foul on the way to the hoop. And that'll be on Declan Flynn. I think that'll be his second. It is Declan Flynn's second foul. Rainer will get the three throw long. Where he is four for four tonight. So a little bit of everything. Rainer, doing what Rainer does. Been around the uh, Prairie Fire program for five years, fifth year senior. Second free throw is good as well. Six for six from the free throw line is Rainer. That gets some very fired within one, 52-51. A little 5-0 run
1: here. Yeah, and it comes right off of that spot where Mom had made those free throws on the technical to go up 52-46 and then didn't score. And now Knox puts some pressure on. That's an one. Nice
0: take by Declan Flynn breaking the full court pressure as Knox goes a little. A full court pressure on after the free throw. As yeah. Get no. it to Flynn. He takes it all the way to the I bowl. wondered
1: if they might pressure a little bit more today after watching the way Mama struggled against that pressure from Grinnell. And, and they did. Obviously, everybody sees yeah. it um, and, and the way that goes. So I, I thought that might be the case. They absolutely struggled in the game that you and I did on Saturday against
0: Grinnell. They struggled turning the ball over a lot. And that's something they normally don't, don't do against Grinnell is, is turn the ball over a ton. And Nick Flynn completes the three-point play. That gets the scouts back up by four. A little bit of breathing room here with 13.40 to go. 55-51,
1: two dorks, guarded by Sidhu. He's got to reach. That's on Hill. He had uh, number 13 there wrapped up. And Wosu is the
0: uh, – Yeah, fire I trust, I'll
1: trust you on that one. <laughs>
0: Chikare and Wosu, I believe. Ni- niwosu. Ni Wosu. Oh, there we go. Chikare.
1: Jordan Hill had his uh, arm wrapped around him as he tried to keep the entry pass and it's the third foul on Hill. So fouls really starting to mount here for the for the uh, Scots
0: guard. Yeah, because we
1: already got Taylor on the bench with three. Now he's got three. Jaden Ellison played a couple minutes in the first half, but hasn't played much on the season.
0: Grassfield jumper from the free throw line is no good. With the rebound comes Griffey. Scoop shot yeah, Boy,
1: circus reverse layup. hurt? He took a tough, tough ball on that right elbow and is uh, wincing in pain right now, and he's trying to get up in the post. Yeah, and now with, with uh, Jordan
0: Metcalf kind of getting a break here, he can just get maybe one. <laughs> your coach, Chris. I just need one or two more minutes after you. You've to suck it up for about one or two more minutes. there. Yeah, he
1: landed hard on that elbow. You can hear him up here. Nice spin move by David Williams, but he couldn't finish. Boy, that was a pretty
0: move, spinning in the lane to get uh, a right-handed layup, but misses the shot. Contested layup. Grippy to the hole. He scores to tie it, and he can give the Prairie fire a lead they haven't had for quite some time. And it's going to be interesting on who gets the foul also here. And now they sell this? Okay, it's just the first foul on David Williams, so no. Yeah, he's had, he's oh, coming out there. getting oh, Greenman wow. back in. It'll be Gariffi for the lead, and he back irons the free throw, and the Scouts run down the rebound, so we're tied at fifty-five. Riffy cannot give Knox their first lead in quite some time. It's been probably well into the first half. So yeah, there were 11 lead changes in that first half. It we went back and forth there for a while. Sidhu. It's been moved by oh. Uros Couldn't get it to go, but there's a yeah. Greenman in for the with five points averages just a, a tick under two. Greenman has contributed here. I mean, if you've got the Jordan Metcalf with just five points, and Williams, who was quiet in the first half, you need the other guys to step up. And Greenman, one of those guys. And that's going the other way. Wow. Well, that was uh, that was Gallery and Greenman just battling there. They're going to give that foul to Greenman. Or, excuse me, Gallery, I'm sorry. Gallery. Huh. They're exactly putting pressure on again. On there. And
1: that's part of the thing, too, now, with Taylor on the bench, Metcalf on the bench and uh, Williams on the bench. You don't have as many ball handlers out there to run against his press. Yeah, if your
0: Coach Skridsman, he's 11.30 now. If you just get down to about the eight-minute mark, bring your guys back, everything will be fine, you'd like to think. Brassfield pulls up from the right elbow, back to Declan Flynn. Behind the back dribble. Finds Greenman on the baseline. He's cut off. Back out to Declan
1: Flynn. Three ball, no good. Exactly the shot you want, though, and... I don't know if this is on be Greenman, Greenman or is it on... Well, Coach Griffin oh, sure doesn't like the call.
0: It is going to be Greenman. His first, that was away from the ball. Mm-hmm. Scott's with their 17th foul.
1: So yeah, the 11 a while. minutes.
0: Yeah, I know. Stack right there. Yeah, I didn't exactly see what it was away from the ball, but I know Coach Scott was basically right in front of Scott's bench, so he had a good
1: deal with it. They were eight for eight from the line in the first half, eleven out of twelve in the game. First free throws good by Wyndham.
0: He completed a three point play earlier in this second half. He can give the Prairie Fire a tie here with a free throw. And misses it. So one out of two by Wyndham. Scott still lead by one, and Flynn clears the rebound. Flynn's had quite a few rebounds tonight too. For uh, what's what's uh, uh, that's number six. yeah, he averages three, so that's double what he uh, what he normally produces. All the way to the rim and scoring oh. is Kendall oh.
1: Brasfield. He'll get to the free throw line. He's in double digits. That's exactly what Scott need with Metcalf and Taylor and Williams on the bench right now. Somebody to step up, and it's Grassfield on this possession. Grassfield with thirteen points,
0: average is twelve, and a good free throw shooter, sixty-six percent, pretty solid in today's in today's game, anyway. See if Grassfield can give the Scots a four-point lead, and he does not. But the Scots. Sidhu gets the loose ball rebound back to Brassfield in the corner.
1: And now we got two guys battling on the post. And both Sidhu. teams are going to be in the bonus. For the uh, they got one more to give, I guess. It's going to be a lot of free throws.
2: Sidhu. <laughs> yes.
1: Sidhu's coming out for Metcalf, and Declan Flynn's coming out for Turner Plummer. I was uh, trying to see who that benefits, and both of them are right around 64%, 66%. There's a bunch of youngsters behind the uh, mom's bench wearing ICS shirts, and I think they all have uh, Declan Quinn fatheads. The whole family. I'm looking yeah. straight across. I the, know. The, the one kid was just holding it upside down, maybe on purpose. <laughs> who knows? I don't know if that's a distressed thing or not, but they're having some fun over there for we, sure.
0: We get security over there behind the top.
1: Jordan Hill and three ball yeah. off the inbound.
0: And he gets the lead back up to six. Got to kind of weather this weather the uh the the uh, firestorm here.
1: With so just over ten and a half minutes left. Pull up jumper is good. Every time mom oh, okay. sends that lead, they come down and just hit a shot. You need to have I think it's gonna be a timeout knock before Mammoth inbound, but you can't get those back to back stops after a bucket. That's the big thing. Coach Josisko
0: spends some of his time out talking. With one of the officials, sixty-two fifty-eight. is a full timeout. We'll take a one-minute break. Scott's by four here on WREM. Both teams back on the floor following the timeout. Scott's with the ball, and they turn it over. And they foul oh, behind the Oh, that's a, that uh, a cheap one there. It's going to go on probably Metcalf. Metcalf yep. It's going to be his second. I know it's only his second, but there's still ten minutes left. and You can get, you can get a couple oh, yeah, pretty and quick. Yeah, a bonus. Another good point. Yeah, we're going to, both teams are going to be in the double bonus here by about the eight minute mark. At the free throw line for one of the bonus is going to be Sean Gallery, a sixty-three percent free throw shooter. He's two for two tonight. Just four points for Gallery, and misses the front end and battle for the rebound. Did they got the timeout. I think Mama called yeah, timeout. We'll yeah, Jordan
1: Metcalf, Metcalf, Metcalf ran right <laughs> in there and called timeout while Jordan Hill and Turner Plummer, we're going for the ball. So it'll be a 30-second time. We'll keep it here since
0: we just had a uh, minute away from you, folks. 62-58. The Scots with a four-point lead. 18 for Mama's up on the board. 6-4. The Knox College Prairie Fire. So both teams in the bonus, and the Scots really close to putting Knox into the double bonus here. Now yeah. this this last 10 minutes, you don't have any dinner plans, do you?
1: No. <laughs> There's going to be two options on that, um, either finding something that's in the fridge that I can warm up, maybe a couple of hot dogs, some mac and cheese or something, or uh, I'll be ordering something on my phone and hitting through a drive through <laughs> to pick up either uh, a combo from McDonald's to Taco Bell or somewhere over there. It is, it is definitely basketball season. I drive
0: through about five yeah. nights a week, and boy, <laughs> am I feeling it
1: gonna to be too late for uh, Lowe's Ranch or a place like that when I get out of here Arby's so nice. subway, no chance. Knox put full full court pressure on here after the timeout. Gots basketball.
0: Ball loose on the fourth. A timeout there by Jordan Netcap. Wait here. Uh, uh, I was just gonna say you don't want to waste the timeout and turning it over and Jordan Hill fouls Matthew Gariffi on the run out. Jordan Hill, that'll be his fourth from Jordan has already brought up the fact that he could be a foul magnet at times. It's like Kyle Taylor's going to check in after the two shots
1: here from Griffey. Yeah, this is the last uh, last home basketball game of the year, and uh, we've got, got lights at lacrosse, so there's a couple of midweek night games Coming up, one for women's lacrosse on February twenty first, and then uh, no more really night games until we have one uh, one home lacrosse game in April. That's uh, that's on a Wednesday night. Everything else is either on a on a Saturday or in baseball and softball's case, got to be done before it gets dark. One way uh, or the other. One <laughs> so, way or the other, it's going to be out of out of night. That's for either sure. done or Mother Nature put the suspension <laughs> on it. One of the two. One out of two free throws from Gariffi.
0: That makes it a three-point game, 62-59. Scott's with the basketball and a three-point lead. Taylor gets a screen from Metcalf. Oh, that's not call. Oh, wow. That is a tough call on an illegal screen on Metcalf. I did, it was right in front of us, and there wasn't really a whole lot of block, people blocking us out. It didn't move a whole lot there. No, that's that's no. a tough one. That is a tough one. And like I said, you could go from uh, – Metcalf went from zero to three
1: pretty quick here. He's going to go to the bench, I think, who's ready to check in. He's got to get through this possession without picking up another one. And as far as offensively,
0: just five points for Metcalf. Coach Christmas is out on the floor, and a three-ball after a missed call by the official. We're tied.
1: Yeah, coach is hot right now. I don't blame him. Yeah, he was he was
0: almost out the midcourt there. I think if an official would have actually called, he might have got beat up. Blubber. Drives in the lane, and he's going to be fouled. Boy, we're just Uh, going to be a free throw shooting contest now. It is really, really tightened up, and it hasn't been a, I wouldn't, it's not what I would call a physical game today. I mean, normally when you get a couple of rivals, it can get kind of physical. I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary, and they're really
1: tightening things up. They they shot eight free throws in the first half. They've already shot nine in the second. Mom has shot eight in the first half. This is going to be number seven, and then possibly eight for Turner Plummer, who is only gone to the free throw line 21 times this season. And now we have a discussion
0: whether this is a one-in-the-bonus or a two-shot foul. The baseline official put the two up. The official out here on the side said, no, 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 it's a one-in-the-bonus. I thought it was a one-in-the-bonus. I don't think Plummer had gotten anything up to the rim. And this is the front end, and the rebound comes down to knock. They can take their... Take another lead. I guess they did. They end up getting the lead here in the no, second half. And no, having less First half. Times. Yep. And almost a turnover. Almost a turnover by Gallery.
1: In the lane, stripped away. Good hands by Kyle yeah, Taylor. Taylor. Knocked that away and who picked it up? Here comes Taylor on the run, all the way to the rim. Gets the layup to go. Oh, no, no, basket. Plummer Grabbed the net. Wow, the ball was. is that he grabbed and yanked on the net. And the near referee is saying the ball was in the cylinder, and I think he's the only person in the gym that might think that.
0: I think so too. The official right, right under the basket didn't yep.
1: see it. He was looking right at it. The guy the yep. farthest away.
0: Ooh. yeah. I, he was. I, he was in the net, but I mean, you can touch that. I don't. I didn't see that he grabbed it, pulled it down, and he I made mean, force. Sometimes you're going to be. You're going to have a hand touching the net, but the. I don't think there was any grab there. Anyway, they take the take the points off the board on a nice drive by Kyle Taylor. Beautiful reverse layup. But we're still tied at 62. I know it goes and a strip
1: by Sidhu. He's on the run. Layup is good by Ubra. How about that? A strip of steel. It's cruising it in for the layup for the 6-7. and a big smile from Ubra. What do he got down? He's still smiling.
0: He said, I took that thing post-to-coast, coast, baby. Spinning in the lane, giving it up to George. Shot no good. Rebound
1: by Declan
0: Taylor. As Griffey gets in the lane, gets it to George. Now almost a reach in there on Griffey. That could have been called. And a miss. That would have brought the debut. house down right yeah, there. I'm not sure anybody would have heard you or I for the next 10 or 15 seconds if that three ball goes. But the rebound comes down to Knox. In the lane, Gariffi travels. No call. That's good. And Gariffi gives Knox their first lead. No, oh, it's tied. 64-64. got off the city layup. So we are tied at 64. 30-second timeout. We'll step aside take a quick 30 ourselves. We'll be back. Back here at Glenny Gymnasium. Wonderful Scott's pep band under the direction of uh, Mr. John Eckstein. Well, a fantastic job. Got to hear them the last couple of ball games here. They're doing a great job. I got to hear them a lot during football season. They do a great
2: job.
0: 64-64. Both teams out of the timeout. I know the official was discussing things with a whole bunch of different players out there. <laughs> each each player wanted an explanation of something that happened to them in the last. Yeah, that's not there. usually a good sign, right? Oh no. no. Taylor with it. Hands it to David Williams. Picks up his dribble top of the key. Now back to Taylor in the right wing. Drives baseline. Blocking foul. Good call. And Carl Dortz for the three fire. Yeah, it's Dortz will have his second personal foul. That will put Kyle Taylor to the free throw line. It's coach's kid, so I'm already automatically putting no, you can't do that. a couple of free throws in there two do. Uh, no, head shot one tonight. Seventy-seven percent on the season. Not a ton of free throws. Forty-three, but made thirty-three of them. And I did. Yeah, you did it. absolutely jinxed him. I apologize. I'm gonna go down apologize to Twice now, the
1: Scots have missed the front end of a one-and-one. And, one. and that's just leaving points out there on the court. Could be plus four.
0: Absolutely. Make those free
1: throws. Absolutely.
0: Left wing driving is Rainer. And we got a charge call on raider I heard the whistle, and I thought either A, we're going to have a charge on Rainer, Yeah, they are going to have a flop call. It's a
1: flop call, and the referee saying, no, no, no.
0: There he went a, right
1: into his chest. Yeah, there was enough
0: contact there. He might have sold a little bit, but I, it's not a flop. That's just, I, in my opinion, there's a difference between a flop and a sell of a call, and that was a sell of a call there. I don't like the flop, but there was enough contact that, pretty good force. Corner, Declan Flynn, three, is good! Declan Flynn! Another three ball for Declan, that's his third of the ball game in the Scots League 67-64. And the huge contingent of kids and family across the way for Declan Flynn, a local United Red Storm brother in his sophomore season, really broke out here this last couple of weeks for the Scots. Three ball
1: short air ball by they, the furry fire they went nothing but net just like quinn did yeah <laughs> the difference
0: between the outside of the net yeah. and the inside
1: of the that's net right. <laughs> that's why one counted <laughs> yeah, swings it to williams on the left wing scotts with
0: a three-point lead and the ball
1: no well, bad pass and williams with the entry pass but he threw it way too far out from where Metcalf was going to post up. Yeah, and Metcalf had a nice seal, and that's I think that's yeah. what he's
0: telling. You didn't need to trip me towards the corner. Just
1: I had the I yeah. had the seal, just get it to. him. Flynn now with 14 points. That leads the Scots. Brasfield has 13. Taylor with nine on those three threes, and Williams with seven. All this half, he's not shot it well though. One out of ten. One out of eight from deep.
0: Knox trails by three with the basketball. Terrific. It's a two. Sean Gallery,
1: his speed in the door. To defense the post. by Plan. He knocked it away. Just couldn't quite uh, snatch it before it went out of bounds against the seal. Yeah, you know, that would have been that would have been a fantastic
0: defensive play to get your hand on the entry pass and save it. As it is, it'll be Knox Ball. other Kyle Taylor, he's ahead of the pack, gets it ahead to
1: Brassfield. He jumps it home and the got up by five. Brassfield Show was selfish for Kyle Taylor. He was one on nothing He could have taken that in by himself, flipped it over a little bit to Kendall Brassfield to let him bring the house down. 69-64 on a three ball by Declan Flynn
0: and a, uh, a dunk by Kendall Brassfield. Here's Lockett. has got the Scots crowd into it. Gallery, tough shot. This is the shot. Contested, they're going to say the foul's
1: going to go on the Scots. And at this point,
0: nobody's agreeing with any of the calls here. <laughs> and, uh, boy, Coach Griffith is really, really stretching the, uh, the boundaries here of the coaching box. And
1: he has given the official an absolute peace of his mind. That'll be the second Another foul. Another over there to here. kind of calm him down and walk him away.
2: And
0: this
1: is the uh, free throw. Fans around us with the old ball don't
0: lie. <laughs> second free throw here by Gallery. That's 10 fouls for Mama Throws or Month College. So they are in the uh, double bonus. Well, both teams are in the double bonus. Nineteen fouls for not. Second free throw is good by Gallery. Only one field goal for Sean Gallery. He averages 14 points. I just got him for, what, five? Yeah. That's a four-point lead for Mamas. We're under five minutes now. 4.45 on the clock. They get it in the front court, just barely, down to 15 on the shot clock now. Taylor guarded by Rayner. Lob it into Jordan Metcalf. And and score! Metcalf will get to the free-throw line with a three-point play opportunity. Good strong move there by Jordan Metcalf. Getting down to Metcalf time, and pretty soon
1: it's going to be David Williams' time, we hope, at the free-throw line here in another couple minutes. Metcalf with four blocks tonight, too. That's a career high. Third straight multi-block game for Jordan, and that free throw is good. So he's now got ten boards, eight points, and four blocks. Definitely on the old double-double
0: watch. And it's a seven-point lead. I think that's the biggest for the Scouts, right? Seven? Correct. I yep. been up seven yet. Ooh. Good answer. Every time, like you said, every time the, the Scouts look like they put a little distance in. But the Prairie Fire make a bucket, and a lot of times it's come from Griffey. And the Scouts turn it over. Here comes Rainer. He misses the layup. And grabbing his thigh. And it will be a three ball for David Williams in
1: the second section tonight for Williams.
0: <laughs> and here comes the yes. uh, Prairie Fire. Boy, that's a turn of events there. looked like Rainer was going to get a layup. And then the Scouts had a wide-open three look. Now here's another three by Gariffi. Holy cow, have a game, Matthew Gariffi. That is, uh, I've got him for 11 points. That's just since the midway point
1: in the second half. He had eight. That's 19 second-half points. Their tiny contingent over there is making some noise now. And about, a, about a fourth of what Mama took over to their boys <laughs> two Saturdays ago. <laughs> right. Right. Top of the key three, Brassfield, in and out, no good. Tipped right to David Williams. Layup is blocked. It was all Metcalf. Metcalf tipped that back. He knew he couldn't grab the rebound, but he went up and tipped it with one hand right back to Williams. And Williams got fouled with the shot block. That is
0: the third foul on Sean Gallery. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's what uh, that's what Rayner was talking about. He, said he just, Yeah. He blew a tire going up. It, it, something didn't look right there. Uh, first pick goes good by David Williams, and i seen
1: him looking back at his I thought, bench. I thought, he, I thought he was saying that there was something on the floor. I was looking to see that he had both shoes on. I didn't know maybe if something had fallen out of his, it was his headband had fallen off or whatever. But, yeah, he was just saying it was slick right there and it needed to be cleaned up. Williams makes both free throws. Williams,
0: six for six in the free throw line. That's what 80% free throw shooters do. And that gives the Scots a four-point lead, 74 to 73. 309 to go. Big ball game here standings-wise for the Scots. And there's nothing more that the Prairie Fire would like to do than put a, at, least a little, at least a little kink in the uh, – and the playoff run here by the Scots, timeout taken by the Prairie Fire. 74-70, 3:05 to go. It is a cool timeout. We'll step aside, take a quick 30-second break. Scots by four. Back here at Gymnasium, a fired-up crowd on both sides. The uh, nice student section here by the Mama's College Fighting Scots. A good, good crowd here on this side. Got the pet man in the house and the. Uh, Contingent behind the knock bench starting to get into a little bit too. Good atmosphere. It's the way it should be, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Every every time. And uh, you know, it's one of those things when you're uh, when you're when you're playing uh, playing well, you get get things going. When you're playing your rivals, get things going. And when you mix them both together, you can have a lot of fun. The, uh, the playoff front there back in what was it 2019 when the
0: Scouts went to the national tournament boy what a got to host the tournament here that was that was a that was a special season 74-70 Knox with the basketball trailing by four Edging in the screen was wow Matthew Gariffi unbelievable another three ball by Gariffi holy cow that is
1: 14 points.
0: Just at the midway point of the second half, Scotts get it in the front court and lead by one, 74-73. Cariffi just right there to stop every momentum that Scotts have had here in the second half.
1: And Jordan, Jordan Hill, Jordan Hill just took his eye off the ball right there and let it go out of bounds. That's that's careless turnover. And uh, Knox is getting yelled at right now for their team <laughs> being uh, off the off their. Bench and a little bit onto the floor, celebrating. Well, the Scots led 74-70 not too long ago. Now the Curry
0: Fire can take a lead here. And the yeah, you got to be all over Matthew Garibba because he's feeling. Now we have an illegal screen.
1: Hey, well, you know they called that on Metcalf. Same referee called it on Metcalf from outside the three-point arc earlier this half, and now they call it the other way there on uh, Derry, and it's his fourth as well. Uh,
0: Metcalf was hoping for a one of the bonus there, but a... uh,
1: Well, it'll be two now. The um, one-and-ones are done. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Robin missed their last two front ends of one-and-ones. And And now Derry and Metcalf really mixing it up in the paint. Brassfield in the three of the
0: corner. And no, Brassfield gets the lead back up to four, 77-73. Here's Gorripe all the way to the hole in a layup. (laughs) Gorripe answers the big shot to Scott. But it is a two-point lead and the basketball. Under two minutes now, minute 40. And now you got to take care of the half.
1: ball and find the open guy. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, take a care of the ball. Metcalf was the open guy. And I believe Gary just fouled out, and he's mad about something at the other end. And I'll tell you, with this official, he better be careful because this guy has already called a couple technicals tonight. Both were warranted. Not saying they weren't, but. You don't want to say anything extra right now and give the other team two points. Yeah, Derry just fouled out. Yeah, good catch. That's the fifth one. Well, yeah, and he had a, the illegal screen twenty seconds ago at the other end of the floor.
0: He is. Derry and Metcalf were really faddling in the paint. And the next time Metcalf touched the ball, he just had that look on his eye. I'm getting it to the rim. Three point play and is he good. Uses all the rim and a little backboard as well, and gets the three point play. His second one here down the stretch. Lead up to five now with a minute and a half to go. A little bit they of breathing. Had, they breathing had counted
1: that bucket on the uh, scoreboard there for a minute, and one, one of these the guys on the bench went running down there and said, "Hey, we're missing two points."
0: Gariffi, <laughs> top of the key, misses this time. You knew eventually. Eventually, the law of averages—we're going to catch up. And now we got a flop
1: call. Oh, that's you on
0: Kyle Taylor, was mixed up with Sean Gallery in the
1: backcourt. Little, little contact from Gallery. If that gets called the other way, it's two free throws for Taylor. And he, was, he felt the contact, threw his head back, and they, they called him. Tell you, told you in the women's game, if there's any kind, they love calling it.
0: And, I, yeah, and I'm not super – I haven't seen a whole lot of college basketball here at Lenny Gym, near, you know, obviously as much as you have. I don't know what the parameters are with the flop. So you don't have to hit the deck. No, nope, it's just if you're being de- and you're if you if you're using deception. Wow, that's that's a missed throw
1: by Jordan Rainer, who is six for six. And oh, just one shot on the flop. Yep, just one okay. shot on the flop. And the other part of it is the ball goes back to where it was. So it's Mama's ball. It's not like and it's not the like flop it's technical. Is, the flop okay. is also the flop doesn't count as a technical. So like it's not one of your two to get ejected. And it doesn't count as a personal foul and it doesn't count as a team foul. Just a free. It's just, throw. It's just okay. a flop with okay. a free throw. Okay. So the scouts, Last year there was a warning there, against the entire team. This year there's no warning. They just start calling it right away. You can be called two seconds into the game. There's no warning anymore.
0: Where uh, David Williams not on the
1: floor right now
0: for the scouts, but pen is going to take it all the way down to ten. The block is going to foul. Taylor spins in the lane, pull up, shot oh, is good Kyle
1: Taylor. That that's, is old Taylor. That's the nail right there. Hopefully, putting up by seven. And, and let's see where this is. It makes Metcalf, because Metcalf is five. It's not. It's Taylor. You know that's his fourth though. Okay, stop. Um, oddly
0: not on the floor here. He is the, oh, sorry. as I say that, he's coming in. He's kind of the guy from the free throw line. Tops, tops in the, uh, yeah, tops in the, in the conference. David Williams, 82% in conference games. And another missed free throw, this time by Griffey. He'll get a second one here. He could make this a two-possession game if he makes this one. Jordan Hill out of the game. David Williams on the floor. And Griffey. What a second half from Gariffi. I got 23 points in the second half, 24 points for Gariffi in the second half after that free throw. That was a quick total there. 25, I think, here in just the second half. So that's 32 for the ballgame. Holy cow. 82-76 is a six-point lead. A full timeout taken by the Prairie Fire. We'll take a quick 30, come back, give you folks a reset. 82-76. Thomas leads Knox. <laughs> Both teams making their way back to the floor following this this timeout. And one last time for the PA guy, Jake. Uh, what did you say Jake's last name? Rapco. Okay. Yep. Giving uh, given one more chance for a roll, Scott, there. <laughs> over the loudspeaker. 82-76. 44.8 seconds left. Both teams in the double bonus. It'll be Scotts Basketball with the six-point lead, and the possession arrow belongs to Knox in the Metcalf.
1: He's going to be fouled at mid-court. He wrapped that ball up like he was a, like he was Devin Lawrence. He was not going to fumble that ball away, and he was ready to take the contact there too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you Coach Gibson was telling the same thing. That thing with two hands. I don't think you're going to get. Put that thing away once it gets in the balls toward Metcalf. That's for sure. Second foul, yeah. and this free throw by Metcalf. So still still a two-possession game right now. Six points. And that's the big. this is the big one for Jordan. with so 40.7. I don't know what the timeout situation is currently. Metcalf. And sure short on the, second the one over two after being uh five for five for six yep. before that trip to the free throw line. Terrific. He misses the shot, tipped up, and brought down by David Williams. Hang, have it, it. David. Yep. Yeah. hang on to it. to it, David. That's the guy I want the free throw line right now. And he can make it a three possession game. <laughs> They their work cut out for them tonight. The, uh, I'd I, I recognize the one official across the way, the, uh, the old official. He's done. He did high school basketball for a long time. I always thought he was one of the better guys that we had at the high school game. I'm glad to see he's progressed up to collegiate level. First free throws good by, by Metcalf. Second free throw is up and or by uh, david williams excuse me williams gets both that's what i want with the basketball he's eight for eight tonight in the strike and it's an eight point lead 84 76 under 20 seconds ago shot up and good by jordan rainer to a three ball or oh, a long two long two by rainer so it's still a six point lead and a foul in the backcourt kyle taylor will get to the three throw line he's uh yeah coach yeah, they're calling it a three now. As uh, Coach, They are? Yeah, Coach
1: Coach Davis asked. No, the first are. the guy still was holding up two. Oh, wow. I thought they yeah, the referee two right two away two. said two in, in front of the
0: bench. So it'll be Kyle Taylor at the free throw line. It'll be two Steve. shots. Everybody's shooting two shots from here on out. First one is up, and this is Scott's not uh, to skip. <laughs> Even more more drinks of some Pepto Bismol there on the side. And it's still, still a two-possession game with 14 seconds to go. Scott's still in pretty good shape, but not as... And there's a layup missed by Griffey. Three ball and fouled as Williams fouls. <laughs> That's not ideal. He'll get three free throws with four seconds left. I I think maybe Knox might be out of timeouts because I would have thought they would have called one after that last bucket. And that's really looking. They could coast the sweat even a little more here. Rainer, if he makes all three, which he's a solid free throw shooter, 79%, makes the first one. And he'll get two more. That will make it a one-possession game second one is good, too. Makes it 84-80. to 80. Boy, his uh, his miss of that flop, that, uh, the, the flop free throw that he missed, pretty big right it's now. It's the same thing that happened at the end
1: of the first game where they hit a couple circus three-pointers in the last minute, made that an eight-point game when it was really a 14-point game, and here they're going to get a bunch of points late and make this a four-point game when it was really a eight-nine-point
0: game at the end. And a foul on Jordan Metcalf. But the third free throw was missed by Rainer. And that'll put uh, David Williams at the free throw line, not Metcalf. David Williams. That's that's who I want there anyway. And the Scots sending... Scott student section sending a serenading. in knocks towards the exits there. 84-80 to with 2.4 left. So...
1: Sidhu coming out, senior for the last time. Metcalf, a senior for the last time coming out as well. His free throw missed. He had a chance at that double double, I think, would give him with eight points. I've got two four six eight ten. I got him for eleven. Sorry, so he's got a double double then. Another double double for
0: the double double machine. Yeah. Williams makes the first one. He's nine for nine from the strike. That'll that's gonna up his conference leading free throw Got and 10 for 10 it's a, it's a uh, 5 point lead 86-81 3 at the buzzer right off the. it wouldn't have surprised me with Griffey <laughs> if he would have made that half court he off the, off the front of the rim the Scots get a big win 86-81 to with 2 games remaining here in the regular season that uh, gives them another win in conference play which every win in conference play right now is absolutely huge a At least they don't have a long trip home. All right, that's true. You know. That's true. Just uh, basically, what do they call it? What's those up and down flights?
1: It's yeah. Just where you just yeah. go up and right back down. down puddle it. jumpers? Yeah, puddle jumper. That's all right. the way That's back win there. number 16 for Coach Gristup against Knox, the most that he has uh, against any team, and it makes him on that now uh, 134 up and 93 down in the tenth uh, most played rivalry in Division Three history.
0: One of, those, uh, one of those situations where when you come into a job, their first question is, are you going to beat Knox? Yeah, <laughs> same thing for Knox. I'm sure they ask Coach Davis, are you going to beat Mama? <laughs> all right, we'll uh, take a three-minute break, come back, we'll get some stats, and we'll put a cap on our doubleheader tonight. Another split, all three broadcasts we've had here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network, we've ended in a split. So we'll be back in three minutes to talk about it. Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium as we start the post-game show. Sponsored by Larris Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Larris Collision Center at 734-1949. Larris Collision Center, professional auto body repair that drivers trust. The Monmouth College fighting scout men get a big win over the Knox College Prairie Fire, 86-81. To move to 13-10 overall in the season, and more importantly, 9-5 in the Midwest Conference. That gives them a, a little bit of a cushion as we added a, a win by uh, Lawrence University. Upset Lake Forest, at least uh, going record-wise, to uh, put Lake Forest out. So here's, a, here's an updated look at the conference standings, and we'll start at the top. The Illinois College gets a win over Cornell. They go to 12-1 and on the season. Cornell and Ripon College, that's the second place and the fourth place team in the Midwest Conference. They play tomorrow night in Ripon. So, Rip, uh, Cornell is at nine and three. Now, Monmouth College improves to nine and five with the win, so they are came back two two games back in the loss column behind Cornell in the standings. Uh, Monmouth College again has to buy in the final week, so they've got one less game than most teams in the conference. Uh, right behind the Scots is Ripon College tomorrow night at seven and five, so a game basically two games in the win column above Ripon College, and Lake Forest getting a loss go to seven and six, so they're a game and a half behind the Scots now in the standings with the loss to Lawrence. And uh, Lawrence actually gets themselves kind of back in the mix for maybe a fourth spot because Ripon and Lake Forest have to play each other. So one of them are going to get a loss behind Mahomet. This whole thing shook out pretty well for the uh, Scots men tonight as far as the uh, conference standings go. And getting a win for uh, for uh, for the Scots uh, gets them to 13-10 and 10 overall. On the season, as we get the post-game scoring update, brought to you by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, investing in you. Member FDIC. First for the Knox College Prairie Fire. They were led to scoring by 20, or excuse me, 32 points. 32 points by Matt Gariffi, and I believe. Let's see if he had 32. He had seven in the first half, 25 points in the second half for for Gariffi. What a ball game! In just 29 minutes on the floor, 32 points. 23 points for Jordan Rainer, fifth-year senior for the Prairie Fire. 11 points for Cade Windham. Seven points for Sean Gallery. Six points for Carl Dortch. And two points for Isaiah Lockett. For the Scots, they spread the scoring out quite a little bit there. Led by Kendall Brassfield. 18 points for Kendall Brassfield. Kind of split it up. Nine in the first half and nine in the second half for Brassfield. 14 points for Declan for 13 points for David Williams. Williams was 10 for 10 from the free throw line, plus a three ball for uh, David. All of that in the second half. David Williams, 13 second-half points. 11 points apiece for Jordan Metcalf and Kyle Taylor, eight points for Jordan Hill, five points for Gannon Greenman, four points for Uprod Sidhu, and two points for Turner Plummer. For the scouts from the free throw line, 18 of 28. Coach Kripseth would like that to be a little better, but it was just enough tonight. And 18 out of 25 from the free throw line for the Knox College Prairie Fire from the three-point line. The Scots seven of 16 in the ball game, and not, or Mammoth ten of 24 from the three-point line. It was not seven of 16 for 44 percent from the free throw line in the ball game. Uh, Turnover wise, Mammoth College with 22 turnovers, or that's points off the turnovers. Turnovers. Get this straight: 14 turnovers apiece for each ball club. Points off turnovers. That's where. The Scots got the advantage. 22 points off those 14 turnovers by the Prairie Fire and just six points off the 14 turnovers for Knox. Uh, uh, six points for Knox off of 14 Monmouth turnovers. That paints the picture of an 86-81 to Monmouth College Fighting Scott win as they go to 13-10 and overall and 9-5 and in the Midwest Conference. That was our second game tonight. Our first game tonight was the Scots women falling to the Prairie Fire in a low-scoring affair. Had a high-scoring second game, had a low-scoring first game, 45 to 38. Yeah, that was the uh, final of the college, women's college game we had in our first game of the doubleheaders. Knox remains unbeaten in Midwest Conference play at 13-0. The Scots fall to 6-8, and eight, and they got some work to do. They got to win their final two games, and it's against the second and third-place teams in the conference to uh, get a sniff at that, at least a fourth spot in the Midwest Conference tournament. As, uh, not a good night for the the Mammoth uh, women as far as the standings go. But that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our coverage here from from Glenny Gymnasium. Hopefully we'll have some more basketball down the road. Maybe uh, pick up some Scots in the postseason. Hopefully, hopefully uh, the Scots get uh, both both the teams get in and uh, maybe see them down the road. But good luck to the Scots in the next week in their final. Two ball games. I'm Sean Temple for Nathan Believes Sports Information Director here at Monmouth College, and also Jesus Alvarez for keeping us on the air, engineering tonight's broadcast. Thanks to uh, Nathan and Jesus tonight. We'll have more basketball tomorrow night from the Shoebox at Monmouth Roswell High School. It'll be the Monmouth Roswell Titan Girls' their final regular season game, taking on the name Avon Tornadoes. Before both teams head to the postseason, starting on Saturday. That's a seven o'clock tip-off from the Shoebox. It'll be on uh, right here on AM thirteen thirty FM ninety four point one WREM. So our pregame show will hit the air at around six forty. Till then, folks, have a great rest of your evening.